Welcome to the 320 Podcast, where we encourage you to reach for the immeasurably more life with Christ. From discussions on scripture, to poetic messages, to dreaming big with Jesus, you will enjoy a variety of episodes brought to you by Shelley Wilson Ministries. To find out more about Shelley Wilson Ministries and the many resources available to you, please visit our website at www.shellywilsonministries.org. Hey guys, this is Shelley Wilson. Welcome to this week's 320 podcast. Yes, I am a day late again, and I don't know what to tell you other than it just keeps ending up this way, uh, that instead of Tuesdays being my recording day, it looks like Wednesdays are falling on my recording day. So I don't know, we may change that. Um, just know you'll get a podcast every week, okay? At some point in the week, you'll get some a new podcast, a new episode. <clears throat> you know, sometimes, too, I think God delays a little bit because I don't have the fullness of what I need to say. And and I think that's probably true again for this week because um, Monday night at our divorce recovery group, I had shared a writing that God uh, had, he woke me up one night with the, the first two lines of a writing for those who are going through the transition of divorce. And, um, and then this morning, I just felt like there were some things stirring in my heart to add to that writing for you guys on the listening to the podcast. And so I'm going to call this episode today when hoping is hard. And just because I shared the writing with Divorce Recovery in their specific and unique transition, it doesn't mean that it is not true for every transition no matter what the situation is. Sometimes we're in a transition, even in a fruitful season of ministry, and we know there's some kind of transition in the spirit happening, and we're waiting on it. But maybe there's some past pains that rise in our hearts from past promises that are delayed. And and we talked a lot uh, here recently about hope deferred makes the heart sick. And, you know, I've, I've realized even in my own life that sometimes when I've entered into a situation and it kind of stirs up some past pains, it's almost like I'm afraid to hope again. Um, and maybe today I can put to words what some of you are feeling, but you're not sure how to articulate it to explain it to people. But let me first start by sharing the writing I gave to the group Monday night because it's called The Knowing. And it, it the knowing just means, you know, I know in my heart and my head what is true. Like I know the truth of the word. I know the truth of who God is and that he, he has all power, um, all sovereignty. Yet, yet... Hoping is hard, right? So it says, When he suffers you to be bruised, there must be a place of rest in his goodness, knowing that he has handled every detail of your transition. He's faithful to your heart cries, and he sees the frantic fears. The what-ifs are nothing but a torment tingling from the devil, and you'll have to firmly put him in his place. If God is near the brokenhearted, then he is certainly very near to every intricate pre-planning that was solved already for you. The very one who created something out of nothing can do it again when it comes to your dear life. Nothing has been missed, so rest. Nothing has been skipped, so rest. 
Jesus has not quit, so rest. You have a knowing in your heart that God is caring for you ever quietly behind the scenes. Even while you're sleeping, He is working. And even while you're grieving, He is preparing your future. You need not strive to get where you're going. Jesus has ordered your steps and His plan for your life has been in motion since before your birth. That knowing of the truth tends to get covered up by the lies of the enemy, the fear of the future, and even the pain of the past. But if you might can only lie still and whisper these words, it will be enough to keep you above deep waters. I know who holds tomorrow, even when my sight is dim, and yet the waves they tumble with mean and strong headwinds. But there's a God who covers and protects me in the storms. I know who holds tomorrow and every single morn. Isn't that true that we know the truth of what the word says and we even believe it? Yet if we're real honest with each other, there's something in us that is afraid to hope at times. Uh, this morning I was on Facebook briefly and one of the prophetic guys I follow had put up a writing of his and just a kind of a heart pondering of his and it, it was attached to a scripture Deuteronomy eleven eleven, and it talks about uh, going into the promised land and that the, that that particular land would be a place fed by the rain of heaven and that was a promise God gave to me 11 years ago when I was in the worst darkest night of the soul I've ever experienced and over the years I've I've you know, I, you know how God speaks with numbers sometimes, and, and in his word, he would point me back to Deuteronomy eleven eleven. He would, you know, I'd look up at my clock, and it would be eleven eleven, and, you know, this would happen periodically through my last 11 years, and, um, you know, you get to a place sometimes where you're waiting on the promise to be fulfilled, and you almost feel like, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig into somebody's heart right now uh, and expose something here that might be uncomfortable. If you're honest with yourself, you feel like God keeps dangling this carrot in front of you. And you think you're almost there, right, to this place of, this place of promise. You think you're almost there with the delivery of the dream. You think you're almost there with the unfolding of the miracle and then it doesn't happen right or maybe a portion of it happens but not the fullness of the fulfillment of the promise and you know i've i've, I've learned that with god it's okay for me to be honest and it's okay when i have to go into my closet and say you know lord my my heart is feeling a little betrayed by you and I know that's not who you are, and I know the truth is that this is not your nature, and I know the devil is using this to stir up pain in me, so help me understand where I'm at. And I was talking to the Lord this morning about some of it, not just for myself, but for some other friends going through some waiting periods where I, I can see uh, you you know, you receive all the prophetic words and all the promises, and at some point you're like, Lord, I don't even want to read it anymore 
don't I don't want to see it anymore. I'm tired of waiting till, you know, well, next month this is going to happen. Well, next month, you know what? Sometimes you need to put those things away and just go to the word of God and and let him uh, confirm and affirm things. And, and And he does use people, guys. But, you know, you can get into that place where hope deferred makes the heart sick. And that's why I titled this. It's when hoping is hard. It's when hope seems to fall short all the time. And you just get sick of hoping for the future. And you just want to see the fulfillment of it. And there's this incredible deepness of walking by faith and not by sight. And you know it intellectually, but it's, it's hurting the heart to wait. It's hurting the heart to hope again. And you almost would rather not hope at all, right? You almost, you almost want to give it all up and, and just say, I'm not going to hope for this anymore, God, because it's just, it's too painful to hope. So there's the knowing of the truth and, and who he is and that he's working details and that he, he's sovereign and that he's got you in the palm of his hand, that he's engraved your name on his palms, all of these beautiful things that all your days are numbered before you were one day old. That famous verse I like to quote almost every week, that he's ordered the steps of the righteous. All of these things, yet hoping is hard, right? And there was something that occurred to me this morning as I was talking through some of that from my own walk with God, with him. And I I just kind of started bubbling up these thoughts out loud to him. Is I'm going to have to trust you no matter what. And maybe the truth is this current waiting is less about where I'm headed and more about what's in me. And... You know, I think sometimes we forget that there there is a waiting and a, uh, you know, the reason he keeps giving you the promise is the promise is going to be fulfilled. He is not a man that he should lie. Everything is made beautiful in his time. It is coming. The promise is secure, guys. But here's the thing. There are some seasons when he has got to shift something within you. And if if he doesn't allow that season, then whatever it is in you that needs to change will hinder the promise. Does that make sense? Or even destroy the promise, right, with, with self-sabotaging. Um, you've heard me say this before in, in the podcast that a lot of people want to skip the healing process and go right to purpose and destiny. And let me tell you what happens when you do that. You might get to the place of purpose or where you think is purpose or destiny and you will mess that thing up because there's something in you I've seen this a lot when people struggle in places of integrity when perhaps they can't tell the truth to people when they skirt around the truth because they don't want to confront and in my past of people pleasing I would lie not out of viciousness or meanness but because I didn't want to hurt somebody but a lie is a lie is a lie right And so what I didn't understand is that was me just kind of manipulating things and not wanting to confront the truth with people that might be hard for them to hear. Well, I'm a prophetic person. There are times I'm called to go into a place and unfold some darkness and call it what it is. And whether people listen or not, right, is their responsibility. But I can see potential and I also can see potential harm that's coming someone if they don't change things. So sometimes the wait 
is because there is something God is trying to show us about our character, about the way we manage things, about the kind of steward that we are, you know. And one of the things God has been dealing with me on, and I shared this with the ladies in our boundaries class recently, was how I respond to things. Because because 11 years ago I had a lot of... Uh, trauma happen in my life personally I had a real fight or flight that that kicks in from time to time even now and I'm but lately God I have been consciously working on that with God and going okay I know what this looks like and it, it feels like a familiar thing and so I'm starting to get triggered but God I don't have to respond the same way as I used to Right. I don't have to run from it out of fear of being harmed. I don't have to cut off the relationship too soon because, you know, we've talked about this in group. Sometimes we'll cut people off from loving us because we think, well, before I get too hurt in this relationship, I'm just going to cut it off now. Right. And so we we cut off a real blessing from God instead of understanding it is it is more about us. And and I think God has recently given me some opportunities to look within my own heart and say, okay, Shelly, this feels familiar. And here are all the emotions you're feeling in it. But the truth is, God wants your response to be different this time. So how do I pass this test? Because honestly, guys and girls, that's what this is. It is my test of have I changed? Have I grown? Have I learned to be more like Jesus in my responses? Have I been honest with people, even in a place that's hard and saying, listen, what just happened hurt me? What what was just said is not okay. And, you know, learning to find my voice in certain things. Because as a leader, how will I ever lead a ministry if I can't lead with honesty, if I can't uh, correct things with gentle confrontation, if, if even in things like this, and this was coming up in my heart this morning too, when God shows, you, shows me a problem in the ministry, I am then responsible for correcting that problem. And, and it doesn't always involve people, right? Sometimes it's the way I'm managing something. Sometimes it's the way I'm stewarding something or actually the way I'm not stewarding something. And I've fallen short on caring for something God has beautifully entrusted to me. And so my holdup is not the devil. My holdup is me. It is God allowing me a, a, a waiting moment and going, okay, Shelly, I, I need to know that when I show you you're not stewarding a certain thing for me well, that you will correct it because how will I ever entrust you with something bigger, something more? And, you know, I, I was really faced with that this morning because our innate nature is to always fault somebody else. You know, our character at times is always to blame. What is somebody else doing wrong? When, or, or, you know, they need to change this. Or, or all of the things we're looking to an outward place when the truth is the, the problem 
and and don't take that word as such a harsh condemnation. It's it's a an opportunity. Let's call it an opportunity. The opportunity is that I, God is trying to help me become more like Him and create and create in me a clean heart. Oh God, search me, O oh Lord. Right, see if there is any wicked way in me, so that when these moments come along. And hoping is hard uh, because I've learned that when hoping is hard, we tend to go negative. We get skeptical of people and their motives. And um, when we go through pain like divorce pain or betrayal pain, all these kind of things, abuses in life by people, by, by leaders, by uh, spouses, by friends, then... You know, we really see seasons with God through a very skewed lens. So I, I think, I think I, I want to, I want to say when the hoping is hard, I want you to shift your mindset from a destination mindset. In other words, God, I don't want to hope in the promise anymore because it's not coming. This morning, I felt like God said to me, Shelly, this has nothing to do necessarily with where you're going as much as where you are right now. And the things that I need to shift in your own heart to set you free, right? Because God is all about setting us free. Um, so that when the promise comes, you will be able to handle the pressure of it all, you know? And because um, let me say this, when God delivers even pieces of the promise, if the leader in you is not prepared, it will be crushing. It'll be a crushing weight. It'll be, um, oh my gosh, it, it can, it, it, it's kind of like when we began to try to lead people without a measure of healing that God knows is necessary. Um, and we just keep leaving rooms who pinpoint our pain because the truth is we don't want to be around anybody can, who can see our pain. So we're going to go to all the people who can't see our pain, right? Because it's safe for me if nobody can see my pain because then I'm not going to have to face it. Then I promise you if, if some of that promise comes to you, you will bleed all over the people. And I've shared with you guys in past seasons and certainly in my uh, support groups here that I did that. I came out of a very painful season and I tried to step back onto a platform way too soon and I wasn't ready and I did not give the people what they needed in that moment and it was more harmful for me than helpful. Okay, so when the hoping is hard, there is a reason. There is a reason for the delay. So I think we're covering a whole lot of things today from the knowing of what the truth is in, in your weight, in your hoping that, that feels deferred when the hope is hard. You know the truth of what God has said, that he will never leave you or forsake you. But because because of pain, because of trauma, because of the past, you're afraid to hope again. So there's there's a little bit in us that sort of doesn't trust God, right? 
if we're honest, that's, that's sort of afraid to believe any promise anymore, not just of people, but from God himself. And I want to encourage you that that is something you cannot hide from God. He already knows it's there. You need to go into your prayer place with him and say, this is what I'm feeling, God. And I don't like it, but I need you to change it because I can't do it on my own. There is a beautiful thing that happens when we get honest with God. Even about our shortcomings where I had to sit before the God, before God in season and say, the truth is, God, I manipulated situations out of pain because I didn't want to harm people, but I ended up harming them more and harming me more, you know, than just telling the truth. The truth is what sets us free. Uh, and, and here's the thing, too, that you need to understand. Coming from a place now where I'm in a place of more healing, it doesn't mean I don't still have things to work on with God. Even when you become a uh, a better leader, can I say that? I, don't, I hate to say a good leader. Can I just say a better leader? You still have places. I still uh, get triggered from time to time. I still have personal things I have to go take to the Lord. I have not arrived in any shape or form, but I am further along in my healing than I was, right? And what I notice now as a prophetic person is if somebody lies to me because they don't want me to know the truth, I know it, right? I already know it. So from my side of things and my end, it hurts, right? So I'm, I'm letting you know if you're, if you're lying to people because you don't want to tell them the truth because you really have, you really have good intentions, it, you're, you're actually hurting the person because they already know you're lying, and they're, they're wondering why you can't be walking the light with them. And what happens is you break down trust. You break down the trust. And so what you need to do is go back and say, hey, I didn't want to be fully honest with you because I was afraid to hurt you. But here is the truth. And the truth will set you free and them free. So there's all kinds of intricate things I've learned in my hoping that has been hard in my knowing that God is true and not a man that he should lie. And in my waiting season, that it is not idle. God is not dormant. He is not not working, but he is working in me, in me. And so many times we want to skip the in me part and get to the outside of me part, right? And, and, and that's the outward works of the relationship. And I can tell you this, he wants us to do righteous acts for him as part of what the bride is supposed to do. You have good works that have been stored up for you to do upon earth. However, you can't effectively do those things until he is doing the necessary work in you to be able to accomplish those things. And sometimes the season of hoping that's hard and waiting on the promise is just uh, more than a waiting. It's a stage. It's a stage of the promise. Okay. And so it's not that anything has been deferred. It's not that anything is not going to be fulfilled. It's not that anything has been removed from you necessarily. But you want to submit yourself to the season. 
And I feel like that's what God spoke to me, Shelly, submit yourself to the season. And and probably what I need to speak to you is some of you need to just submit yourself to the season and say, okay, God, there's something in me that you need to change, that you're working out in me that's significant to the future destiny you've promised me. And I'm going to surrender and submit myself to it so that I can be fully effective in your kingdom work, lacking nothing. Okay, so let me just pray for you guys, and I hope, um, you know, it always helps me. It sharpens me when you message me and say, that spoke to my heart. I needed to put words to my my feelings, you know. We are emotional people, and we can't always go on feelings, but I'm not a big believer in ignoring your feelings. God gave you feelings, and so you want to take those feelings to the Lord and make sure Uh, that he's washing those with his word and his blood and sanctifying your thoughts and pulling strongholds down that may or not be may or may not be true in what you're feeling right so father i just want to bless you that first this morning you were working in me a word that needed to be released through me but also in me that god while hoping can be hard it is work in progress that you're doing and and that while my brain and my mind knows the truth of what you've promised and the truth of your word sometimes my heart lags behind in believing so god i'm asking to line up my heart not to be a deceptive or wicked on its own but to be aligned with your heart god I know the truth is from myself and every listener within the hearing of my voice that you you give us the mind of Christ and I just speak the mind of Christ over every heart today in Jesus name. I bind every spirit of confusion that has come against the believer and every spirit of disappointment and every tormenting spirit that's always in their ear saying it's never going to happen. He is a liar. Did God really say that? In Jesus' name, I just shut the mouth of the lion of the enemy and I say, Spirit, Holy Spirit, cover the ears of the saints so that so that the enemy cannot get the whispers through the ear canal even in Jesus name and Lord I'm reminded of a friend who has trouble hearing in an ear and I just command the spirit that would hold the ears of the saints so they can't hear the word so they can't hear the 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 truth in your word so they can't hear the promises you're speaking into them and I just I command the ears to open right now in Jesus name that they will have ears that hear you will I declare you will have ears that hear Anything that has come of the enemy to stop up the ears of those listening will now leave in Jesus' name. Your assignment is now canceled in Jesus' name. And I speak for the healing of the heart for those who are hope deferred, where they feel like the hope is hard, that it's never going to come, that you've betrayed them. I bind the lying spirit that has come to speak lies to them that are just simply not true. I command the lying spirit out of the life right now in Jesus' name. 
that there will be a revelation and an understanding of the truth of your heart, Lord, your nature, your character. And then, God, I pray for the revelation in their own hearts of what it is in them you're working in and working out for their good, for future purpose and destiny. I pray, God, that you would activate the dreamers in Jesus' name. I pray, God, you would activate the evangelists in Jesus' name. I declare you will activate all the prophetic people, God, the seers, the prophets, the visionaries, God, those who are entrepreneurs in your kingdom, those, God, who are the shepherds in Jesus' name, those, Father, who are those who have the messages of the hour through tongues and those who interpret that beautiful language for you, God. I pray that there's a baptism of the Holy Ghost that even comes upon them as I speak, God, in Jesus' name, and that your spirit would bubble up with their new prayer language, Father. I ask you, God, to break the witchcraft over their lives that has been spoken in curse form. Word course curses now leave canceled in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, every word curse over every life that hears today is now canceled in Jesus' name. And God, I just declare, because I know what you say, God, you are not a man that you should lie, but the devil, he is a liar and the father of lies. I, every, every blanket of lie must now be exposed in Jesus' name. Lord, let the fullness of your spirit move in them. Let the fullness of the promise stir God, teach them who they are in you. Teach them your ways. Show them, God, why there is a waiting season. I'm reminded uh, this morning, God, of the vision you gave me when I was praying for some friends. And maybe this will speak to these hearts, too. I was praying for some friends who are in a waiting season. And I saw an airplane runway. And I I heard the Lord say, I'm lining them up. I'm lining them up to the runway for the landing. And so God, may they catch that vision and understand when the devil comes with the lies that they are to say, devil, you're a liar because God is just lining me up with the runway for the landing. And I bless you, God, for the way you speak in the many ways you speak, God. Speak in the language they will understand. And we bless you today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. Message me if you need to, and I'll catch you next week. We hope today's episode has blessed you and encouraged you to pursue Christ passionately. To join us again for more encouragement, equipping, and empowering, subscribe to the 320 Podcast. We would also like to invite you to enjoy our round-the-clock radio station, Royalty For Real Radio for Women, at royaltyforreal.com. That's royalty, the number four, real.com.